welcome to another episode of the Horror House Podcast. I'm Sutter Kane. I read Sutter Kane. I see you. <laughs> but I'm Chris. I'm Chris and I read Sutter Kane. I'm Dave and I ain't got no time for no booker eating. Booker eating? That's for nerds. Oh, book reading. Book reading. Oh, I th- that's for oh, nerds. Yeah, you, t- you you tell the nerds. I wish I could read faster so I could be a nerd. If you haven't caught on yet, uh, we're we're watching Sutter Kane from 1994 today. In the, in the mouth of madness, Christmas. I believe the name of the movie. Uh, in these parts, it's known as "Do you oh. read Sutter Kane?" <laughs> Do you read Sutter Kane? We talked about the only this. thing I read is Big Boobs Bizarre magazine. Bizarre, like the market, like a market the of bizarre, like weird, weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's no human women, oh. just weird, weird boobs. That's that is weird. That is weird. <laughs> So, does that boob have an eyeball and a mouth? How many times do they show the Total Recall tri titty? Try is that? The, can I coin that phrase it's, or that word? It's the cover of every ep- magazine, <laughs> as it should be. But this week, this week we ain't talking about no Total Recall. We're talking about In the Mouth of Madness, which we talked vaguely, briefly about last week. And this is this is a great, great Lovecraftian movie. Very influenced by Lovecraft. Everything. I'm not everything, but like imagery, the books of Sutter Kane. There's a it's some of the lines that they give to each other are uh, not rip off. What would the, uh, not influenced? Like, what would you call that? They're they're just slightly altered H.P. Uh, Lovecraft quotes, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not a rip. It's like they, a homage, they've changed them a little. But, they've taken yeah. the N word out. <laughs> oh, Lovecraft, he's so racist. And we talked about that last week too. <laughs> Uh, yes, we did. This is the most. This is yeah. the most uh, like sister episode of another episode we've ever done. Maybe we, it's we've, almost like part two of the last it, episode. It really is. It even feels that way. It's odd. And uh, before we get too into it, though, let's uh, give you beautiful people where you can reach us at. Let me stop clicking my mouse because I'm a I'm a fool for mouse clicking. Dave's a fool for the tri-titty. I'm a fool for clicking the left mouse button on nothing. There's nothing there. It's, it's my own, it's my own click, hangout. Click. <laughs> I thought you was going to do the saliva song. <laughs> <laughs> click, don't, click, boom. Don't click, click, boom me, Dave. Let's tell them where they can reach. Dave, where can they reach you on the social medias? Tell them, tell uh, them. You can hit me up on on Twitter at sweetness one with six E's. I am Chris, at, we're... at Chrisercist. You take the Exorcist, you take me, and then there I am, right on Twitter. We also have Whorehouse at Whorehouse Two on Twitter. Dave the Facebook. The Horror House page on Facebook. 
and Gmail is Whorehouse Podcast. And as always, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Whorehouse and you can send us a message there. A voice message, even, if you want to be fancy. And I know how fancy some people or are. Or you so. can hire a skywriter to leave us a message in the sky above North Vernon, Indiana. I have real problems with uh, certain letters, so Dave will have to read that to me, but we'll figure it out. In the meantime... Just... Just what? We're doing the podcast. But I was going to say, uh, just you might have to send us a message on something else to tell us to go outside and oh, look up right, at the sky. Right. Yeah. I don't make it a daily habit to just stare at the sky. I won't lie. I look for nukes sometimes because yeah. I'm afraid. But that's just my paranoid craziness. Nukes Dave. and unexpected uh, solar eclipses. And so. chi- Chinese rockets on reentry. <laughs> <laughs> Is this real life? Uh, so, I have news that I just read the other day of a remake that I don't know if you know about. And I have to tell you about it, because even if you don't know about it, we have to talk about it. Because it's okay. weird. It's so weird to me. There is, a, I don't know if it's in production or if it's just kind of the gears are just starting to get rolling. Faces of Death reboot. I don't know if there's a like planned date for this to like start happening or release or whatever have you heard about this i have not i I saw the other day though that faces death was trending and i just mm -hmm. i I couldn't be bothered to really you know put on it with my busy schedule of doing nothing may i read you the brief synopsis of this because it's not quite what you think but it is but not really okay and then well, let's talk about this for a second. So the it says this is from I think bloody disgusting. I copied this from the new plot revolves around a female moderator of a YouTube like website whose job is to weed out offensive and violent content and who herself is recovering from a serious trauma that stumbles across a group that is recreating the murders from the original film. But in the story primed for the digital age and age of online misinformation, the question faced is, are the murders real or fake? And that's the kind of plot that... I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, it, it, I... So just, you know how super, you know, I want to give everybody A's when we rate movies. Right. Judging on the synopsis, and and that alone, I'm giving this movie <laughs> a failing grade. Oh, it's, oh. It's not what fucking, it's not Faces of Death. It's yeah. not what Faces of Death is. Do the, something different. The first it's, one is literally like a uh, news, not a news guy, but kind of like an investigator kind of guy that's presenting each one of these things and... And a very kind of like investigator-ish kind of fashion. It's like alligators. You know of alligators, and then he shows the alligator scene, and then electric chairs. You know, you know, you know. Everybody knows. This sounds very like what's the no, word? No, it's the TMZ of horror movies. I don't know. I'm not. I. I'm not in it. It's it's so far. F- I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm intrigued to see how badly it doesn't live up to any expectation anybody has. <laughs> and how do, how are they going to call this a reboot? The original yeah. Faces of Death movies, Faces of Death and Traces of Death, 
we're, we're just like camera in the right place right time or wrong place wrong time however you look at it traces was a fucking snuff movie fuck god i had a traces of death yeah, VHS yeah. that i just gave away because it was too hardcore for me i was like i listen to 80s hair metal i am not into this <laughs> this is hardcore i am not hardcore take this other high schooler it's not for me but I'm I'm kind of I listen to Dream Theater. This is <laughs> this is Children of Bodom here. Uh, I when I read that I had to immediately copy the description down. I was like, I wonder what Dave's thoughts on this are. And no, you've surprised no, me a little no, bit. No, I thought you'd was... give me the well. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I think I'm giving it more of a chance than maybe you are. I'm like, I, I, while I'm pulling my I, shirt collar, I'm like, I don't I, know. The biggest hitch I'm having is that you're taking something that was just like actual footage and now you're saying you're rebooting that, but you're really not. You're creating something that's not actual real at all. Yeah. It's you know, it I, sounds I mean, weird. It sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean I, I think I I can't put my finger on right now, but I think we've seen before the, well, are these movie are, are these murders actually really happening or are they not? I mean, this sounds I mean, like they've, they're talking about murders from the original film. Those weren't murders. <laughs> you know, right. Like, right. The, the electrocution in a prison, the fucking uh, alligator dude. I forget what else was in the first one. It's been so long since I've watched it, but it's like, what? What? I'm wondering, you know what would be funny if they didn't I, even I, watch Faces of Death? They just read like the wiki, the Wikipedia entry for Faces of Death. And like, let's, do, <laughs> let's see if it's real. <laughs> yeah. Like they just made up their own murders and yeah. attributed to Face of Death. I hope one of them, one of the murders they recreate from, quote, Faces of Death is that they've trained a pony to bite people's penises off. <laughs> and uh, did you ever see the RoboCop remake? Not that not the not the one that I don't want to admit is real. But the fan-made one from it's been several years. Did you ever see that one? It's a fan I did not. It's several different fan clips put together and they've made like a RoboCop remake. But the one section, you know, when the two guys have the blonde girl and they're going to, like, they're assaulting her, Robocop, mm -hmm. and shoots through her dress into the dude's leg, his dick, you know. If he's if he was well hung, right. it was his dick. If not, he got lucky. <laughs> but the that part of the fan-made sequel, fan-made remake, is literally Robocop shows up and just starts shooting dicks off everybody. Anybody that shows up or he sees, he shoots their dick straight off of them, and it's it's the it's that really the only thing of that 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 thing that is worth watching. But it's out there and it's pretty funny. Anytime that, and no anybody remembers anything about that, they're like, oh, the the scene where he shoots the dicks off the people. I'm, I'm intrigued to see this now. It's, I'm intrigued to see this now. It's 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 very it's like a ten dollar budget, Robocop. The whole thing, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so have so have you seen anything of note 
since we have last whorehoused? Uh, we watched the Shudder original movie Cleansing Hour the other day. Uh, I, I was I was happy. It, it was it was uh, pretty good. It's a a uh, fake priest and his best friend who was also they went through a catholic school schooling together and uh now mm-hmm. they have a streaming show where they they basically fake an exorcism but people think it's not fake uh he's using his marginal fame to like get t- pussy um <laughs> And it, you know, it's he, he. They're also making money by sale, selling prayer cloths that they say are uh, oh. made with pure Vatican, you know, prayer cloths with and blazed with the cleansing hour symbol on it and was, stuff like that. Was Benny it's really Hinn a cheesy. producer on this? <laughs> it's what was Benny Hinn a producer on this movie, or uh, uh he's he's the only one that comes to mind when I think of those crazy evangelists his, that would do his anything. production values weren't high enough to be part of this movie. But then Satan really shows up one day and <laughs> fucking uh it's it's pretty great. Worth a watch. It, worth a check it's out. It's worth a watch, you know. I mean it, it's I don't I don't want to spoiler spoil it so i'll just leave it at that but i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it very much nice nice we'll put so, that on your list put the and some movies have a huge you know some may, movies they have a reveal at the end that they just they really push the reveal on you uh-huh. this one i felt like was more subtle the the, the last little sting was a little more subtle but okay. i i, I I like it. I liked it. I liked it. Nice. Uh, Some I, good practical effects. I'm you know. a fan of that. Yeah. I've not... Yeah. There was a couple things that I've watched, but I've actually forgotten what they even are. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to remember this when we do the, the horror house. I don't remember. We watched The Conjuring, the first one last night, to start oh, nice. prepping for the the sequel in a, mm-hmm. uh, in a month. About a month, I think. Because for some reason, like yeah, I'm not even that hot. I'm not even that hot on the series. But for some reason, there's a little hype for me for the for the devil made me do it coming out. So I'm like, well, yeah, I think it looks really good. I think it looks like the best one since the first one. I was kind of surprised how much I liked the first one. I think it was, was the second time I watched it. But like the ghost stuff doesn't really usually do anything for me. But from watching it last night, I was like, "This ain't bad. This ain't the worst thing I've ever watched. I'm enjoying this." So, I, I I'm gonna try to work through all the Annabelle movies. I'm gonna try to go through the whole shit. And even though I'm not, I don't know. We'll see how long the train ride goes. But that's, well, what, that's good. And then maybe we can do an episode on it and have. Uh, are are the newest mother in the family on the show with us? Oh right, right. So I I do I I haven't watched them yet, but I've watched them in the past. On Shudder, I saw Mother's Day is on Shudder right now. Mm-hmm. Uh I know I've talked about this several times. It's such a good fucking movie. It's so what? insane. Uh, have you? I've talked about Mother's Day. The girls are going camping. 
and they get kidnapped by these two brothers, and they're doing it for their mom. And oh right, it's yes. fucking insane. <laughs> I have oh not my watched god, it's, that's it's, on it's Shutter. Totally insane. It's on Shutter right now. Okay. Whenever I think of Mother's Day, I think of that one uh, part of the, I think it's the first um, creep show. But I, f- I, f- I forget everything about the that part of the movie except the uh, end of that section where there's the cake and he's like Mother's Day. Ah, yeah. Or something yeah, like this that. Is... That may not be even what it was. <laughs> but... Was it Mother's Day? Hmm. Anyway, th- this is it, it was. It's really good, and my. Big dumb brain. There was something else I saw on Shutter too that I was like, "Yes, I need to watch Mother's Day, and I need to watch this." And I can't remember what the other thing there was right now. Shutter, give us give us a promo code, yo. Like there is a ton of stuff on Shutter that every time I'm subscribed to it, but I'm poor, so I can't stay subscribed forever. I'm like, oh fuck! I need to watch this. I need to finish this series or this. And they they have audio only, uh, a couple audio only like uh, stories. What do you want? Either not, you can't call them movies. I don't know what you really call them. But those are I've not listened to those. I want to listen to those. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's like exclusive Shutter stuff, minus the you know stuff that they bring in from other places. And plus, uh, Joe Bob. I, yeah, when I. When I subscribed, hashtag not a sponsor, I didn't realize how much original content they did had. But right now they've got a couple new um, original movies. There's one with um, Nazi ghosts or zombies or maybe both. I don't. It, that looks pretty good. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, there. Oh, it's the uh, Nazi boat. Das boat. <sighs> Dude no, boat. Blood uh, I'm blood cruise, but that's not it. That's that's not it. Don't don't fucking judge it based <laughs> on my fake fucking name that I've come up with. But it, it looks pretty good. Uh there's they just need to give yeah. us the promo. And then the, some of the T V series. Yeah, yeah. H H two. I mean try very it. easy. Very easy. Subscribe yeah. Subscribe to Shutter. Uh, use the promo code HH2 and see what it does. You know, maybe, maybe, hey, maybe. I'll, I'll do that right after the show ends. We get the ball rolling. They'll be like, What is that? What is this? And then they find out. And then Joe Bob's like, Come on my show. And we're like, Listen, Joe Bob, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Got to spice up the deal. And then Darcy's like, Come on my show. And we're like, Yes. <laughs> Uh, and we talked about Joe Bob last week too. This episode is really just a continuation. It's really part two now. Dave, anything else? I, I, before we move on, before we move on, I saw yeah. a funny ass video with uh, Darcy the male girl. I, I want to say it was Back to the Future three, and she face swapped her face onto Michael J. Fox's <laughs> shit. And oh my god, I was cracking up. That's really good. Okay, go on. Uh, I was going to say anything else you want to add before we hit them with the ad and then get into 1995. Oh, is it 94 or 95? 
90, I got 94 right now. Oh, my notes. I lied and said 95. Before we get into 1994's In the Mouth of Madness, anything, uh, any other news that we need to go over? Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got, I got nothing. Let's get the ad money rolling and come back with a movie synopsis. All right, Dave. You want to tell us a little yes. uh, the description for In the Mouth of Madness? Imagine that life, nay, reality, is just a simulation. But it's five years before The Matrix, and Big Lot Stephen King is controlling the simulation through his horror movies and the demons that give him power. In this new world, insanity and sanity mean nothing. Uh, what, uh, what do you think? That was, uh, I would say, other than the Big Lots Stephen King ad, you could have just put that on the real VHS box art, and that would have been perfect. So, let's let's talk about this. You are really into In the Mouth of Madness, as anyone that listened to last week can attest. And if you've not listened to last week, I urge you, <laughs> That's part one of the series. <laughs> it wasn't a series, well, yeah. but it is now. Uh, and, and how many times have we uh, drunk Call of Duty and I've talked about In the Mouth of Madness or somebody? I, I really like these movies. I think, and, and maybe I need to search. Um, in uh, from beyond came first, and so from beyond kind of got mm -hmm. my me started on the psychological aspect of movies and this this mystery and what's going on and stuff like that. But right, but Mouth of Madness has cemented this psychological aspect of movies. Interesting. That I really fucking love. So did you watch this um, where when, when it released? In 95, 94? I watched it on DVD. I think I rented DVD. I I just I, watched it. I did not watch it in the theaters. I, I, I mean, I'm just now watching it through for the first time. It's been a couple years me working through it, but uh, continue, continue. I just was just wondering if you had watched it back in the day when it had first come out. And that was yeah. I I watched it when it first hit the the DVD store. So I, like early, but early aughts, earlyish aughts, mid aughts. Um, I I think it was. I think Late even 90s. by then it was only you know a year or year and a half before you would get the movie out and then the DVD. Now it's like. Oh, the the movie's no longer in theaters. All right, we'll start the countdown. Thirty days from now, we'll have the DVD <laughs> available. So, but you know, back then it took a little bit longer. But already by the mid '90s, it wasn't taking those incredibly long times. I'm pretty sure Michael Keaton had five birthdays in between <laughs> Batman being in theaters and Batman being available on VHS tapes. You know, uh, oh my god, this is a third, we've talked about this before we started doing the episode. 
This has a lot of connections to Judge Dredd, the Stallone movie from the mid-90s, mid-ish 90s. Mm -hmm. And that's another connection because I, I shit you not, I still really love that movie. I loved it even more when I was a kid. I was a freak for that movie. I wanted the VHS of it. And so you go to, you know, whatever video store, and they're like, it's not for sale. It's like, I can rent it, though. And they're like, yeah, you can rent it. We can order you a copy. It costs literally 150 or $200. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I remember, like, what? I, I vividly remember that difference? time frame in history. Yeah, what is that? That is so weird. Could you it's, imagine if they did that now? I mean, unfortunately, movie rental places are gone completely now, nearly. But, I mean, even, like, that's so weird. Like, we can rent it to you, <laughs> but you can't buy it. Yes. Well, you can buy it, but it's, I'm like, what the fuck? Even being, like, a 10-year-old, I was like, this makes no sense to me. What is your system here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, another another shout-out to Video Corner. VC! I needed my hookup in, v in, in uh, video rental. I only had a friend from high school that gave me free popcorn. That's all I had. <laughs> At my video store. God damn it. But that oh, Video Corner, man. They they took care of us. The guy who owned it owned the bowling alley, too. And my mom bowled for years and years and years. So, um, you was helping pay for his things. house. Yeah, so probably. He's probably. just giving you, he's like, here. Uh, but, like, uh, when, when Batman came out, they, that was such a big thing when it came out on VHS that they bought like 20 copies of it. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. And th this was a tiny video store. They bought like 20 copies of Batman and we actually got to watch one of them before the day that uh, they could start renting them. Oh, so shit. yeah. Yeah. That, there were a lot of things we, we could watch preview copies of and shit. And that might, no, no, that was, that was before mouth of Madness time. But a lot of these, um, reanimator from beyond uh those type of movies that's where i watched them as i got them at video corner right so uh, we, we're gonna have to have just an episode about video rental stuff one day because that can take up a whole episode <laughs> that's just, there's just so much stuff about that era that's you could just go on forever um, I think we we do miss something. I don't want to stick on it for too long, but we do miss something. You know, it was a whole experience. It wasn't just the movie you went home with to watch. It was, yeah, just the, even finding it. The possibilities, like when you had you know five dollars burning a hole in your pocket, and you went into the video store. It was like sure. the possibilities are limitless. Like, oh my god, I could literally watch anything. <laughs> the even when I switched to DVDs it just wasn't quite the same for me it lost something I I agree DVD they, the the boxes were different they didn't something it was just not quite the it, same yeah I, I don't know I can't put my finger on it because I was getting ready to say the box art was not as lovingly crafted but I've seen you know DVDs with with excellent yeah. box art so, I, I don't know that's that, but when we do our episode on that, we're gonna have to do one soon just to get it out of our system. I think because video rental stuff. But uh, going back into that, in the mouth of madness, uh, who wrote this? What was uh, Michael DeLuca? 
who uh, was one of the writers for Judge Dredd, Stallone Dredd. Um, and I'm just going to get the Dredd stuff out of the way so I won't have to worry about it. How do you pronounce this dude's name, Sutter Kane? Uh, Jurgen Prochnow? Pro Prochnow? Uh, Is that I, where you were going? I think you've done a. I think you did an excellent job there. Thank you. I do my... Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, uh... You think we have successfully averted <laughs> war with Scandinavia, <laughs> the Scandinavian region as a whole, because of your pronunciation. So, I do what job. I can. But I was, you know, watching, you know, when Sutter Kane first pops up in The Mouth of Madness, I was like, who the fuck is that? Why do I recognize him so strongly and then it wasn't till today i'm going through you know the movies that he's been and i'm like well i've seen that but i don't and then i finally get to judge dread i'm like there he is that's it and when i was saying that to you you're like oh he was in judge dread i was like exactly <laughs> <laughs> that was like where you first went i was like why could i guy had nothing so that's my judge dread connection it's got so many connections to judge dread who would have ever thought so that that has maybe raised it a whole rating level for me. <laughs> it, it gets another whole point because yeah. of its connection to just Uh Where do we, how do we even start with this? I mean, we went through a lot of Lovecraft stuff over the last little while, and this is just soaked in Lovecraft stuff, but in an interesting way where it's like, if you, so, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Uh, let, let's start here, right? So let's let's start here, and I I think you just hit on the what I'm going to bring up. Mm -hmm. Sutter Kane and and the works of Sutter Kane are very clearly based on Lovecraftian works, and the theme of the movie itself is a uh, very Lovecraftian. This oh, you're saying he's plagiarizing this this you know. <laughs> creatures of unknowable power manipulating human society from behind the scenes and uh -huh. but Sutter Kane as a character in the movie is really turned into more of a Stephen King yeah you you have the same you know sounds in the name Sutter Kane Stephen King you know the celebrity uh writer type thing that the rabid fans i mean you know i i think that uh lovecraft had his fans but i i think lovecraftian work really has come into renown after his death oh by by far yeah and it's so. i think it's only gotten more as times went on too because there's a, <laughs> it's, other than the racist shit there's like a mystique to it it's like oh cosmic horror what is cosmic horror and then you kind of get into that and then it obviously leads back to lovecraft um I thought you were just going to say like you know you have lovecraft who was kind of uh, still I re is still kind of a cult thing compared to a Stephen King who is way more accessible. You try to read both of them. Stephen King is way more accessible to a normal person. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You can't go from Stephen King and then start reading Lovecraft and be like, Oh yeah, this, Oh, cause it's just, you know, I mean the time difference, the way of speaking, it's just so different. There, there's one, there's one scene early in the movie where John Trent, Sam Neill, is mm -hmm. talking on the phone to, uh, 
is it the Robinson, the guy that put him on this case? Yeah, yeah. And and he says, uh, like he wakes up from a little nap, and I don't think it's the the jump scare nap, but he he's like, no, I I just thought this was you know, pulp pulp book horror, but something about the guy's writing, his use of description, and to me that's another nod that okay, we're putting Stephen King instead of Lovecraft because you know Lovecraft's use of description is not. Yeah, really. That's not his strong point. If you, if in there's fact, somebody you that know, could love, combine them, combine some Lovecraft and some Stephen King in their weak areas, I think they have their weak areas covered. If you put them together, <laughs> which I, is may, kind of interesting. Maybe, maybe. But continue. Uh, the... I, I... So, so that's just one thing that I noticed is that you know, and I. I me, because I'm a genius, no one else noticed that, you know, <laughs> Sutter Kane is Stephen King, you know, but... Right. Yeah, even in the movie, the Styles, she was like, forget about Stephen King. This guy outsells all of all of the Stephen Kings and the whoever else is even out there. Which is, I don't know... I mean, obviously Stephen King has been popular for decades, and I'm sure at the time of this movie, he was probably at his peak or near somewhere around his peak at that time. And I just wonder, did did that have something to do with them making this movie? Like, was DeLuca like let me you know i'm tired of seeing this stephen king guy i'm just gonna write a movie that he you know he's uh he's like some kind of lovecraft thing that's real and he's like altering reality with whatever you know i really wish i would have looked up some... stephen king they so they might have been neighbors in my head stephen king mike deluca they were neighbors and Stephen King's dog oh. pooped on Mike De DeLuca's lawn, and he's like, oh. "Fuck you, King! <laughs> I'm gonna make you the bad guy in my next movie." Oh, uh, well, I wonder, because I mean, this was about at the perfect time. They could have just stuck Stephen King in the movie, been like Stephen King instead of just completely instead of Stutter Stutter Kane. Stutter Kane. That'd have been a whole different movie. But you know. It's just completely Stephen King. And it would still kind of work the same way, except then you get, like, real-life celebrity attached to it in that way, and maybe that's not good, but it's interesting to think about for me in some weird way. Um, yeah. what I, continue. You're going to have to guide me, because I have some weird thoughts about this, and I don't know where to interject them or how to really go about it. <laughs> So I'm just going to have to be at hanger on and add on to what you say. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with Mrs. Pickman at the hotel and her gimp husband. <laughs> uh, she just seems like such a nice lady. That's, but they're... that's uh happy Gilmore's grandma. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and yet, you know, happy Gilmore's grandpa is a little gimp that she keeps. Yeah. Uh, handcuffed to her ankle and she kicks him behind the <laughs> desk and shut up bitch I thought I thought I thought it was great um the boy riding the bike you know yeah. that that was kind of 
There's so I just much. Did the, the loop. The, all, the time loops are always interesting to me. Sometimes they're like really interesting in the, in that regard. Sometimes it's you know like the Nightmare on Elm Street five, four, five. I forget which one it was, where Dan is in the loop of trying to go pick up Alice or something, and it just keeps going over and over again. And it's not cool. It's just kind of annoying in that kind of <laughs> I'm Freddy and I'm funny kind of sense. Instead of this kind of like what the fuck is going on kind of horror horror kind of way it's like what that's a kid yeah. that's an old man it's like he's been riding his bike till he became an old man what does that mean <laughs> right and they hit him with the car and then you know 30 seconds later he pops up and he rides off again <sighs> yeah if we were if me and you were in a car and one of us whichever one of us was driving and hit somebody and then we get out and go check on him, and one of us goes to get the phone, and then comes back, and he's riding off. I don't think either one of us would be like, oh, he's okay, all right. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. Let's keep going to this fucking place we're going. That's, yeah. yeah. No. It's like run after him and stop him. That fucker has just got hit by a car. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But, you know. Uh in in today's world, though, I'm immediately looking around to see if there were any cameras nearby. Oh, gotta have a dash cam. Did anybody see me hit that motherfucker? Because <laughs> they would have changed this I'm whole okay movie if they had dash cams. <laughs> so, um, where do you? We'll we'll just uh, God. I, I there's so much in this movie that I. I have a hard time of just trying to figure out where to jump in to talk about certain things. Um, so I, I had really forgot how long the cold open is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to say it's, uh, yeah, I guess it's a cold open. Well, is it, it, the, it starts off with the printing press, doesn't it? Isn't that how it starts? And the, the I, carpenter. I, I thought he was in the asylum asylum first and then it goes to the printing house. Oh shit! Hold on. Uh, keep talking for a second, and I've got it playing right beside me. I can okay. find out for sure. So the oh, it starts off with the the printing press and the music. Okay, and then goes to the because I distinctly remember the New Line Cinema logo, and then the 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 rock guitar intro intro music stuff, which was yeah. speaking of just the theme song real quick. I'm a big fan of John Carpenter's music. This was one of my favorite ones <laughs> of his of his like theme songs. No, it's it's really good. It's it's, it's really good. It's, it's more rock like, than synth, attached to a movie. It, it could be. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's a cool song. I like it. Um, but yeah, the whole point at the press... start when they go to the asylum, when they take Sam Neill to the asylum, mm -hmm. one, I, and I know it's like a water treatment plant in real life that they use. Oh, but interesting. Okay. The first thing I noticed when I watched one, like when the ambulance pulls up with Sam Neill to drop him off, is the odd fucking driveway because it looks like you've got to go a mile out of your way to loop around and come back to the oh, to the front of the fucking place. Uh -huh. But also, the asylum looks like some kind of weird culty church to me. It has like the, it, yeah. Like I could see like Tom Cruise holding mass 
in with his Scientology uh, yeah. people in in that fucking place. I mean, even in I don't know if the inside the inside probably isn't even the same place. It's probably some other set. But I mean, if it is, like you know, they when they show up and like the doctor guy is there and he's like, put him in number nine. That guy who I swear, mm-hmm. uh, John Glover. I don't know what else he's been in, but he's another person that just. So many gremlins too. That's where I know him from. Yeah. <laughs> a quick look. That's where I know him from. But uh, that that whole area, like, it's just so. I mean, so clean and so. Uh, it's, uh, I know it's an exaggeration those, of real life, but it's it had those yeah. huge like cathedral ceilings. I mean, the yeah, ceiling yeah, must yeah. be a hundred feet tall. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Uh, I love that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they finally throw him in the cell and then Sam Neill's like, I'm sorry about the balls. Yes. <laughs> it yes. was a lucky shot, that's all. <laughs> like <laughs> every I, I've watched I've watched this full way through twice, but then I've watched like other parts of it over the years. And that that has always been like my favorite part. It just it, it cracks me up in a nice way. I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's super super funny. I, um, and he looks like a crazy person. I it, the while we're on to that, like the whole look of the movie has a to me looks like a movie of its time like that early mid 90s era mm-hmm. like the way it's filmed the clothes the color the sets the everything looks like it belongs there and that's not a bad thing or you know good th- it's, it is what it is it's fine it but it gives me nostalgia because you know that's when i was first getting into horror and like you know my mm-hmm. own horror not like movies other people's like what you know my sister is like watch american werewolf in london with me or you know return of the living dead this was like the era where I was like finding my own horror movies that I wanted to watch for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was the look of things at that time, which is cool, which is a weird nostalgia that anybody could ever have. <laughs> but this has, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, that to me, the the eighties are great, but the nineties are right there too. So for me uh, yeah. in music and in movies. So yeah. It, it's it has it, it's clean but not clean in that digital cleanness that's kind of artificial in a way like this is still on film and like there's some presence to it but it's clean i like it i just like the way that it looks mm-hmm. it's nice and it, the pra- since we're onto it like the practical effects there's not a lot of them but there is a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> they're they're spread out. It's not like a big chunk here and there. They're um uh the part where Styles is with Sutter Kane that first time and you get the oh what was that action figure in the eighties that had like the front side and the back side? It was like one of those terrible eighties toys. I forget the name of it. Fuck. Uh, anyway, somebody uh, has to know. But yeah, like hit, you, us up, hit us up and let us know where we fucked up on this one. If I'll look it up if nobody can figure it out, and I'll put it on tw- on the Twitter. But, you know, like Sutter Kane on the front, but on the back, it's like this crazy practical effect of, you know, this slimy, like, creature. It kind of looks like the engineer creature from uh, Hellbound, uh, Hellraiser 2, <laughs> kind of. 
but like you know she's making out with him and that her hands are on his back and it's like oh ooh, that's nasty you nasty girl that's nasty but, what did you think of the, the uh cop the cop makeup oh really good it reminded me uh um not because it looked that way i he was just like a little bit of a bigger guy reminded me of maniac cop which we're gonna have to talk about on this show eventually because i've never watched them and i've always wanted to those movies but it just it reminded me of maniac cop in some kind of a way but i i liked it i liked it every all the makeup in this i thought was good but i think it could have been better i'm not shitting on it but it's just like a t uh, just a little bit more which is weird because it's kmbfx who do great stuff and amazing stuff and everything they do and i don't know i was gonna look up but i forgot until right now if this was one of kmb's first movies that they worked on because uh there's just some stuff that's just not quite to what i would think that they would do like it's fine and it's good but like for them you know you get the prestige of being like i greg nicotero and howard berger and all that yeah uh, what'd you think of the CGI uh, the big CGI part where Sutter Kane rips himself open <laughs> uh, CGI becomes dated so quick <laughs> yeah absolutely I will say I didn't mind it even though it's like you can watch it and be like oh that's 95 or 4 I, I keep saying it. okay from here on out when I say 95 I don't mean it <laughs> <laughs> just, just imagine uh, there's an asterisk there's a footnote on each one that says he means 94 <laughs> but i i'm i thought it was good not gr- i mean it's not you know what would be now but i'm like that's not bad i'm it was like a participation kind of clap i'm like hey not bad good job <laughs> You didn't. You didn't ruin my movie experience. Yeah, that didn't take me. Yeah, I was like, "What are they?" Interesting idea. At least, I mean, I don't even know how you would write the idea to do that. <laughs> Be like, he rips himself open. You mean like with his mouth? No. Oh, his asshole. No. <laughs> I don't know what you mean then. It's like it's an interesting idea. Um, so that covers the practical effects, which, what did you, you, the, the makeup and monsters and stuff, what did you think? I liked it. I liked it. So the, the cop, he doesn't, he, he, he just kind of looks zombified. Yeah. But maybe cause he's so heavy set or something, but he, he's very pig like to me. Oh, I, I, as I, you said that I was thinking of, uh. The dude from Night of the Zombies. Or Night of the Zombies, good lord. Night of the Demons. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The pig guy who I, uh, you know, what? it's kind of, it's pretty close. You could have yeah, put a yeah. cop outfit on him and it, you'd not been far off from in the Mouth of Madness cop. Right. You know, kind of heavy set, slovenly. Yeah. But I mean, that, um, uh, 
the jump scare didn't get me on that part you know yeah but, uh anyway anyway the movie the the special effects and the makeup i, I thought was overall pretty good i i thought was nothing i thought i thought they did a good job i thought they yeah. did a good job the old guy that we already talked about him getting hit by the bus or the car yeah the kid riding the bike and then he turns old when he turns old that is he's not just old i think that's purposeful because he's like not just old he's tainted he uh, don't look yeah, old yeah, yeah. he looks fake yeah so that you know that's a good um, so, point and because, i think that's intentional yeah it has to be it has to be because you're right it doesn't look like normal i mean i you it's k and b if they're gonna do an old person effect it would look better than what that is that's something else which is a good point like you, i said earlier like he becomes an old man that's not quite what it is it's something else and i think you're right it's like he's you know tainted by this and it's like you know affected him and not like i mean sure he's probably been in this loop for a long time but it's more than that that's an interesting notion i like that um I, I thought they i thought the movie did a does a great job of so things are happening but it's building everything's building it's getting crazier and crazier it's not just you know ebb and flow it's this steady increase of this craziness and and mm -hmm. you know he's losing his fucking mind but is he really or this is all going on and you know it, it's it, it builds and then he escapes back to the world but and, is, is that really an escape though and so yes and so i have a theory that he was necessary. It was necessary to put him through all this. And when he escapes back to reality, that's really when these demons come into the world. So they're, they're influencing things, but they're not really there. Okay. But it's only when he escapes back to the real world that they actually are in the real world, that they actually are kind of free. When you say back to the real world, right? So this is hard to discuss properly the way that I th think of it. So Trent, Sam Neill, uh, was never real as a person. He, as soon as uh, we see him in the movie, uh, aside, uh so he's in the asylum, right? But when we see him and he's with the rich guy and he's talking about his wife and her furs and the rich oh, asshole yeah. guy, that scene, that's when he starts to exist. Does, are you, okay, just follow me. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm following you. I'm following you. So, so he starts to from exist From the beginning, he's a, he's a creation of Sutter Kane. Yes. And when it gets to that point where you know the tunnel and like these old one looking kind of cthulhu guys are chasing him out of it and he's trying to get styles to come with me and she's like i can't come with you i've already read the story uh, that's when he gets out of that is when he comes into effectively rea this real world before that he was just in the book kind of but not really the at the end he's watching in the mouth of madness which 
is a movie by this point in the real world you know he gets out of the asylum the very end of the movie and he's sitting there and he's like you know when he starts watching it i assume he starts watching it from when he's in that same spot of talking to the rich asshole the wife's furs and don't fuck it you know so i think that he was never real until that point and then you know he's in reality just becomes even crazier gets locked up the axe the all that and then you know gets to the end and you know sees what we saw it's so it's so fucking hard to describe (laughs) and and this this is why i love this movie and this is you'll set me on this lifelong love of these movies that you can debate Right. What's real and what's not, and what's the meaning of different things. And this, and that's not even me coming up with that. I'm. That may sound more like, oh, Chris is onto something. No, I've read this from other people. <laughs> I'm not that smart. I was like, you know, well, part of that is me, like saying, like he didn't start existing until you know that point, and then on that, you know. But other things, it's like he was a character in Sutter Kane. And then was pulled into reality, you know, by, and I'm like, what the fuck? And that kind of changed how I, you know, looked at the movie. So I was like, well, God damn it, I have to watch it again. <laughs> I didn't get, uh, you know, a whole lot extra from it. But I was like, that's fucking, I don't know what to think about certain parts now. Like, to, like is Sutter Kane real? Is he, is he God? Because I know at that one point, you know, when he's like, I like the color blue, and then, you know, he's on the bus, and then he wakes up, and it's blue, and he's like, what the fuck? I thought that was really cool, but, like, does that, what is Sutter Kane? Is like, so is Sutter Kane real? Is he a God? What is, what, what, I don't know. So if your theory is correct that uh, Trent, it, John Trent is, uh, work of fiction brought to life mm-hmm. maybe Sutter Kane is also so, so maybe, maybe mm-hmm. Sutter Kane the demons uh oh, right, right. willed him into existence as a tool good point um and because obviously the the mouth of madness movie exists in the movie yeah uh so maybe he's a work of fiction and maybe the audience watching the movie are a vehicle oh. for these otherworldly demons as well. Oh, see, that's why you, this movie is more of a mindfuck than it would ever let on. <laughs> it, once you get into shit like that, it's like it seems a little unassuming if, when you're first getting into it, and then it's like, okay, wait, what? Because when the first time I watched it, I was a little bit confused. I was like, I don't, I obviously didn't catch some important parts or something but no (laughs) that's not it there's uh, the way it is it's just the way it is like what is Sutter King what are these are they the old gods from Lovecraft what what is going on Uh, who knows I think there's a fatist aspect to the story as well like so um, Simon talk about that too yeah yeah, Simon, who is also the ghost in Ghostbusters 2, uh, he, uh, at one point, Trent tells him, you don't have to do this. And he says, 
uh, I have to. It's this is the way he wrote me, and I, I may right. have the quote a little bit you yeah, know, yeah. off, but Shotgun you blast. Know, there's a fatest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fatus aspect to the that, and I've long and I don't really want to get into a huge religious discussion here, okay. but I'll drop a little religious discussion bomb and walk away from it. Is I recently had this conversation with someone where he was saying that um, he quoted the part of the Bible where he. Uh, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you and knew all the good and all the bad you were going to do. Okay. So do you have free will? If right. it's written out for you, what you're going to do, do you really have a choice? Right. And, and so, you know, and so, you know, the characters are going through the motions that have been set for them. Yeah, as well. So. Well, like you know, the, the what I said earlier, you know, Styles. He's like, get out of here with me when he's trying to run out of like the the cave to reality or whatever the fuck you want to call it. She's like, I can't. I've already read the book. <laughs> Which I I don't under quite I don't understand quite what that means. I still like I try to I can't wrap my mind around what she's saying. It's like I can't leave because I've already read it. It's like what? Explain. What? <laughs> I mean, and, yeah, it, it, is she already broken from reality because she has read the book? I mean, the, to be fair, like that one scene where she, her head's on fucking backwards and or upside down. Upside down is worse than backwards, I would say, as far as your head I, goes. I think so. <laughs> uh, like that whole thing was, uh, like, I mean, once once that happens, it's like just take me out of reality. I'm fine. I'll just assume that's what she meant. She's like, I've already been upside down with my face. Let's just go ahead and leave me out of this. Let me die here. <laughs> I'll never get laid again. I'll just die here. Yeah. One other thing that I don't quite understand is uh, the investigator or the cop, whatever he is, at the beginning when he goes to the asylum or whatever where Trent is, goes to the like the main asylum guy and you know, he's like, It must be getting really bad out there if you're here and he's like, you know, he says something and the asylum guy's like, uh, uh, you know, pulling the collar like I uh. He's like, Do you think he's one of them? One of who? Is where I got a little uh, do you know what he's talking about? He's like, so, do, you, do you think he's one of them? He's like, I'm, yeah, that's so what I'm here I, to find out. I I think it's the reality, the Sutter Kane cult. Oh, the people who are reading fuck. the book have, right, have, right. have a different take on reality. They're, they've right. changed. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. That was That's kind of pretty obvious, I guess. I completely missed over it because I was thinking, like, is he talking about, like, the monster? Like, the old one-looking people or... I don't know what he's talking about, <laughs> but that makes that makes a lot of sense. That cleared up a question I had. So, all right, cool. Um, do you have? Is there any other parts of the movie that you want to go over before we start to wrap this this beast up? God, there's a, we could talk about this. Could be a double long episode, and I still feel like I would have questions on things. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I just think it's so good, you know, that when he first when they first come to find Hobbs End, 
and then you know the story just seems like it's just slowly leaking into reality yeah uh it's just really great to me yeah they they have the uh townspeople at the church you know demanding that the boy be brought back to them and you know there's any one of those stories you could see being made into like that that's a 90s horror movie right there uh, yeah 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 it kind of you know i granted it's another carpenter movie the uh oh fuck what was it the village of the damned kind of it made me think of that a little bit the kid and you know the the hunter people going after him to try to get him out of the church that just kind of reminded me vaguely of village of the damned it's like all oh, right and then i was like oh shit that's a carpenter movie too i forgot which is so weird to think about still to me i'm like john carpenter did that anyways uh you saying that you know the covers of the of the uh sutter kane novels that they show in the movie are so good <laughs> i really like the covers uh, you know he takes them apart and finds out where hobbs end is and like they look like novels of that time they just look cool if some if if they were real books i would want them i want them even though they're not real <laughs> because they just look cool like give give me a shirt of each one of those books that would be cool i'm down each each so one if, separately if you each one of those could also be a heavy metal album cover you ain't you ain't wrong you are not wrong and they each have you know like cthulhu uh lovecraftian kind of stuff it's it's cool stuff mm -hmm. i like it so um, you have um the the feed the thing in the basement the feeding the whisper of the dark the breathing tunnel the hobbs end horror um in the mouth of madness is the new book i was thinking haunter out of time do you have the Lovecraft equivalents of those? I, I, no, not really. I always thought Hobbs and Horror was kind of like the Innsmouth. Uh, I had a list of um, them somewhere, but I didn't know if we would talk about them. Let me. Let me see if I can find them real quick. But yeah, each one is just a slight difference from uh, from the real thing. Okay, here it is. Uh, so the Whisper of the Dark is the Whisper in Darkness. And the Thing in the Basement is the Thing on the Doorstep. And the Haunter Out of Time, the Haunter of the Dark slash the Shadow Out of Time. And the Hobbs End Horror, oh. the Dunwich Horror. So go Dunwich back. Dunwich Horror. Okay. Uh, obviously, the Lovecraft ones are the other one, the second one of the. I was saying, but yeah. So there, side note, uh, Fallout Four, Dunwich Horror, the best side quest of. I don't remember Fallout that. 4. Is that the one with the? Uh, Where the, he's uh, in the mining tunnels and he finds the recordings know. that they're like. Things are getting strange the deeper we go. And then at the very what? bottom. Oh, I've not played this. I'm yes. excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's it, it's the best one to me. You're going through the 
um, tunnel, and there were a couple places where when you hit a certain mark, it'll trigger like zombies to just you know start uh, spawning and coming after you, and then really? you move forward and. And at the very this. end, you go down into the very bottom, and I think it's underwater even. Huh. And there's like a giant eye, but then you also get. Uh, it's been a while since I played Fallout Four. I want to say it's a. It's a knife that reminds me of like one of the, um, uh, drower weapons in. Skyrim. Hmm. Interesting. But like it it has like lifesteal or some shit like that. So it's it's a super cool. I'll have to check that out. That's that's super cool story. Very interesting. So let's come back and we will uh unless there's anything else that you want to go over, uh we will come back and wrap this in the mouth of madness. HP Lovecraft, John Carpenter, amalgamation up for the week this effectively two-parter um yeah um no watch this movie if you haven't watched it before watch this movie uh do yourself a favor get a little buzz on uh, you know let your mind go if you uh take in some edibles or uh you know or you have a little herb garden whatever it is that suits your style you know Right, but right. get a little buzz on, let your mind go, and really enjoy um, the weirdness of this movie. Quick question, Dave. So why aren't yeah. uh, suppositories called rectables? Uh, you know what? They should be. Weird thought. I'm not even on edibles right now. Just... <laughs> so we'll be right back with our ratings for this. So st stay tuned. All right, so next, uh, you know, I think there was a point that I think that I said, I, I don't want to do ratings. We're, I'm not a reviewer, but now I'm like, I need to know these ratings. I need to know your rating and I need to figure out my rating and it's important. <laughs> and I don't care anymore. I don't care if I'm oh, contradicting Horror House Chris from a year ago or two years ago, wherever it was. I like it. You're a different like person now. now. Yeah. You've been written different. Yeah, we've went through the bad times, and here we I, are. I'm interested to see where you rate this movie. I think you may be surprised, but we'll see. Uh, actually, I'll go first, since uh, this is your... This is like one of your movies. This is... Our, yeah. I, I think this is my pick, though, which is weird. But anyway, regardless... Uh, for my rating of this, and I could get into minutia and get like really into it. Um, I have to give this, and I, I'm what did I what was I saying earlier? I'm gonna give it an extra point for was it the yes. Judge Dread shit? <laughs> the Judge Dread connection, yes, yeah. So that effectively, you you may may unfriend me for this that takes it up to a six out of ten for me Holy, um, I, yeah, i'm sorry I'm... I'm sorry and it's not because i don't like it it's just it's one of the it's i don't it confuses me i don't really understand it I, there's things that i want answers to but i don't even know the question that i want the answer to 
<laughs> and but I, I mean, that's I knew cool. back in the day when we watched when it was me and it was me and my brother Jake and my cousins Kenny Kurt Raymond. That was the core. Uh, my friend Malcolm. Sometimes my other two brothers, Jeremy and Matt. But you know, me, Jake, Kenny, Kurt and uh, Raymond and that was the core and when we I know I love this movie much more than everyone else mm -hmm. so you know I, I understand but I, I really thought we had found something that you know I thought oh he's going to be <laughs> like an eight he's going to be like a, uh, at least a I, seven and a half he's going to be a seven and a half see I and especially say... when that I With put the an asterisk. For the judge dread. See, I'll give it an asterisk at the end because I think over time that it could come up more. So this may be one to go back to because, you know, even Prince of Darkness, one of the Apocalypse trilogy for Carpenter, I don't know that I liked that when I first watched it, but over time it's become one of my favorites. So I... I think I just need to let to let it simmer a little bit. I don't think that's my final rating because I think it could go up. But where I sit right now, I think my stupid brain just needs to like blob it some more, like bring it in and you know absorb it. And you know, I'm not. Uh, there's even talking so, tonight. I think is is maybe raised it a little bit more for me. So, yeah. That's where I sit, and I, I knew that it would throw you off after the way we've talked. Like, I don't not like it. I'm just, I just, I, there's things that I just don't quite, I'm not there with yet. But we'll see. We'll see. So, I'll, I'll revisit it. So for my rating, I, I decided I really had to be super critical. Okay. Because I felt like you were going to, I thought you were going to go high. So I thought, I got to oh. be really critical so we have that balance. <laughs> right. So I super critical me. I rated this movie as an super critical eight point five. Eight point five. Because this movie is fucking fantastic. You don't know what you're missing. It is That's definitely it. I worth can't watching. Do this. I can't do this podcast. <laughs> I, I'm I'm new to Sutter Kane, man. It's, you gotta gotta give me time. It's like I'm out here watching horror movies with cavemen. <laughs> Uh, so you you hyped this from what I have read on the internet from Reddit and a couple other places like this is a love it or hate it movie and it's, I don't hate it, it but I don't yeah, it's love very polarizing it. but I'm I'm in the middle like trying to work my way through the weeds and you know it's it's an interesting movie that I think people need to see for themselves and develop their own opinion on it's interesting if anything like, huh, once you think about it and like, what's going on really? It's pretty, I don't know. I don't know. Tell us your ratings. Dave, one more thing before we end here. The Apocalypse Trilogy, Carpenter's, John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy, which is, starts with the first one, The Thing, and then Prince of Darkness in the mid 80s. And then finally, In the Mouth of Madness, None of them have really anything to do with each other, but they all have to do with like the end, these end of world scenarios. I would say mouth of, in the mouth of madness is more than end of the world, but I would say, you know, that has more to do with end of reality, maybe. <laughs> 
Which, how would you rank these? Which would be your first, second, and third on here? Right, right. First, let me say, I've always felt like they live should you, be yeah. in this conversation with you these know movies. what can, can you squeeze that in and we'll just we're gonna make it a, a whorehouse thing because you're absolutely right and i've thought this as well um i'm, I'm changing mine yep so uh quadrilogy do you have a rating for the, the quadrilogy? quadrilogy yeah the apocalypse quadrilogy if you will because you're right they live should absolutely be a part of that i don't know why it's not but you're right maybe, yeah. maybe because it has more of a less less lovecraftian because thing madness yeah. uh, prince of darkness you 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 can see that lovecraftian you know, I know Prince of Darkness is is Satan, but the way it's portrayed, yeah, it's it's Satan goo more than it's Satan. Um, so, but and they live is more. It's not this. It's aliens, but it's not cosmic. You know what I mean? They're they're tangible. Right, right, right. And and it kind of ends on upbeat. You know, I mean. Where the other three could be, they're not. They're not as upbeat endings. They're more questionable endings. You think so? Would you maybe say they, they live? Would you say they live as an upbeat ending? Don't they? I mean, they blow up the the satellite dish, right? But they don't. You know, she's with them, and then he, you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, I, is, doesn't really make it out. Really? Yeah, but don't you think it ends with hope? I don't know. I never they've thought of overthrown, it that way. They've destroyed the satellite. I so thought they've of it. overthrown that veil. I thought, you see, the way I thought of it was the opposite. Like he, you know, he broke the satellite and, you know, that, well, I guess you're, I don't know. Where he died, I guess I just looked at it as him dying and it's like, well, he didn't win. <laughs> End of the world. But you're right. Like they could see that, you know. They're aliens now, but maybe that, you know, maybe that leads to, well, they can see us maybe now, they, so we don't have to pretend. Maybe, We're just going to fuck them, you know, without pretending now. Maybe we should take time out from writing our Nightbreed TV series to write it. They still live. Oh, my God. Sign me up. <laughs> that may have to be a thing where we just, you know, come to each other with plot points and ideas for sequels that never happened, that maybe never should have happened. Maybe this, I don't know, who knows? That could be an interesting idea. So what what would your ranking be? If, if do you want to put They Live in here or, or nay? I'll leave it up to I'll, you. I'll put They Live in here. I, I added it in. Okay, okay. So uh, do you want to, do you want to give your rating first or mine? Uh, it it don't matter to me. I'll, okay, I'll give you mine first since Mouth of Bandus is one of your, like one of yours. So, I'll start from the bottom and go to number one. Uh, at the bottom is in the Mouth of Madness. I apologize. I understand this is the last episode. I'm I did the best I could. <laughs> uh, I'm out. Bye. Uh. I can't fade out yet. I still got three more to. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Let's do it. And at number I three, you. at number three, I have the thing. At number two, I have they live, and at number one, I have Prince of Darkness. 
which is one of my favorite horror movies, period. I felt like I gave that away once I was started talking about Prince of Darkness. I tried to avoid it, and then it just kind of popped up on me. So what would your I, rankings I knew where, be? Okay, so I forgive you for your mouth of madness. Transgressions. <laughs> transgressions against this excellent movie. Because, and let me say, I love all of these movies. But I forgive you because I need forgiveness myself because I rate Prince of Darkness the worst of the four. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> Anytime anybody's like, Prince of Darkness, man, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It, but, took, I mean, it took me a while. I, I like it. I like. I bought it. Um, yeah. I, I bought it a I few times in my life. I can so. understand why somebody would not be into it. I, um... But then, number three. Uh, I love all four of these fucking movies so much. It's like gotta gotta do it like a band aid. Yeah, like a band aid. I I have no choice really. I don't want it to be this way. But I I put madness at three. Really interesting. But and I put they live at two because the fucking. The the fucking street fight alley fight is the bet. It's one of the. It's just such a simple forty five minute long fight. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> uh, put on the damn glasses. I love and the and yeah. paper, oh, paper so fucking good in it. Yeah, I came to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. You're ugly. You're ugly. You're all right. (laughs) There's so much. There's so fucking much in that movie. And that puts number one as, for me, the best remake of all time. Okay. Because it may also, it's, it's, definitely it's in the pantheon of horror movies is is john carpenter's the thing uh, yeah it, it is it's there's a special hall in dave's horror hall of fame and the the thing is in there i uh, you nobody can argue with with that at all if they do they don't they they're not allowed in any horror circles on this planet <laughs> I, have you ever met anybody that's like, I don't like the thing? Because I've not. And if I did, I would question not, them as a as a person. Like, are you not are anyone you who considers themselves a horror fan? <laughs> it's so um, we're going to have to do all of these movies eventually. And then, cause, you know, I the I'm actually surprised by your list. I didn't I didn't think that in the mouth of madness would be third. That shocked me. I'm shook, as the as the kids say. I, but, I just I didn't have a choice. It's it's a it's a good quadrilogy. There, I mean, I no place last place is still, you know, miles above any other thing that could try to be on this list. You know, it's a, it's a, it's like a asking list. a mother which of her children is if she if she had four kids and she could only save one if she 
had to give away one, like the serial killer busted in and like, hey, lady, you got four kids. Give me one of them. And she had to choose. Hmm. You know, how could she choose? Uh, That's a trick question. She chooses the ugly one. But Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have Rowdy Roddy Piper or Sam Neill. I'm going to take Rowdy Roddy Piper every time, but I love Sam Neill. <laughs> I do. I know. Sam Neill is real. I mean, I don't. I think he gets overlooked as a horror. I, he really is a horror guy. I mean, right. I, I, there are a lot of movies that blur the line, and so the question is: Is Jurassic Park a horror movie? That's what. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, effect, there are effective horror moments in that movie. I mean, even watching it as a kid. You know, like they're hiding from the rafters in that one scene. Like there is some, like I wouldn't say jump scare. The T Rex where they're in the jeeps. Yeah, like the no fucking, movement and shit like that. You know, the spitting fucking shit in your eye, dinosaur. The uh, the yeah. the morbid joke that he does at the one point where he grabs the electric wire and pretends he's getting the shit fried out of him, and the kids are like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "I'm fucking with you." <laughs> Yeah, that that is horror. Yes. And then, <laughs> Event Horizon. I mean, yeah, that that's gonna be an episode for sure because that's one of I think both of our it's it's up on it's pretty high up on our lists. And then yes. uh, yeah. absolute, we've I've talked about it a million times for for some reason, but uh, the Omen t- three, the Omen th- three, what the final conflict. Which Final uh, Conflict I know next to nothing about But I have tried to watch Several times <laughs> I know it exists And he's in it And I think that's the first horror thing That he has done But yes But anyways um, Final Final thoughts For uh, In the Mouth of Madness Before we get get the Get the fuck out of here um, I'll leave it to you. This is uh, your this is your movie. It's, it's, yeah, this, I mean, this 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 movie is a watch. It's a watch with an open mind. It's a uh, you know if if you don't like if you just want to lay back and relax and watch people get murdered, this is not the movie. But if you're into a movie that you want to figure out. You know what's going on. Uh, I mean, this cemented my love for the the psychological fucking shit movie. Right. I I think it. it I'm the, I'm the dumbass who likes Memento. So oh, oh shit, you sold me on that. It's I think this just I think this will grow on me. The more I, I'll report back in a, by the end of the season and see where this, where this sits. Cause I'm going to think about it some more. Cause it's, it's interesting if nothing else. So I also recommend it, yeah. but you know, to make, this make has been so Let far this season, a very Lovecrafty and heavy season. It, interestingly enough. Yes. Very. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, next episode, which uh, it's going to be a surprise, maybe to all of us. 
<laughs> right. We might just get together and be like, what do you think we're going to do today? And not have it planned in advance. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so meet us here. Same same horror time, same horror channel. And we'll do this all over again. Maybe with some Lovecraft stuff or not. Who knows? Uh, so goodbye. Just get out there and read a book. Or don't just listen to our podcast. It's better. Yeah. And then tell other people to do that too. The same thing. Yeah.